Hello, and welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where the Word of God is experienced in a fresh new way. Prepare yourself to hear God's Word talk with simplicity and understanding. And now, here's your host, Cliff Goldberg. What's good? What's good, fam? Welcome once again to the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. I am your host, Cliff Gober, and as we always do, let's kick this bad boy off with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this time of coming together to hear your word, to understand your word, to grab your word and make it a part of our lives, to to bury it deep in our hearts so a, a wonderful fruit of righteousness and holiness and godly living and godly understanding and wisdom and the fruit of the Spirit can come out of the word that we've sown in our hearts. Bless this timely day, God. We declare it will be all that you want it to be, that your will will be done fully and completely during this time, and no weapon formed against this time shall prosper. I speak a word over the people who are about to hear this word today, wherever they are, and whatever time they listen to it, that there is no time or distance in the Spirit, that what they will hear will be exactly what they need to hear, exactly when they need to hear it. That it be a fresh word from heaven from you, God. Because that's what it is. It just comes through me. So use me as you see fit during this time. Uh, I declare no hurt, harm, or danger to those who may be traveling while listening to this podcast. And um, just thank you for this time, God. Thank you for being God in our lives. Thank you for loving us and taking care of us during this crazy time. We honor you, we bless you, we praise you, and we glorify you, and we magnify you. We make you bigger than anything we deal with. And we declare these things to be so by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, fam. Oh, man, I just want to jump right in. Just like a hot day in the beach, on the beach. Just want to jump into the water because it's so hot. I want to cool off. <laughs> We're picking up from the last podcast called Be Not Troubled. This is going to be Be Not Troubled Part 2. I know, very original, right? But there you go. Uh, when we left off on the last podcast, and usually I do a review of what you know what we shared before when I do a series, but I just want to dive right in. I will pick up from the last scripture that I looked at uh, last time we were together, and uh, we're going to call part two, A Peaceful Heart Versus A Troubled Heart. Easy to be troubled these days. You don't have to work that hard to be troubled. There's a lot going on. There's a lot... Uh, happening these days and all many of those things can bring us to a place of being troubled but as people of God we have a resource that people who do not have a relationship with God have and that is a relationship with the Father the Spirit of God that lives in us and that carries the love of God the wisdom of God godly perspective uh, the angels that we can pray and declare things to and command because we have and the authority that God has given us um, in this earth. Now, that doesn't make us better than anyone else, but it does equip us better than, than others to not be troubled. We have the resources available so we can walk through troubled times with peace, with joy, with love, and with patience. We have access to it. The goal is to take advantage of what we have access to. Because if we don't take advantage of what we have access to, we're no different from those who don't have access to it, right? It, it's, it's like somebody who has a million dollars in the bank and somebody who has five dollars in the bank, but the person who has the million dollars never makes the withdrawal from the bank account. And they seem to be just as poor as the person with the five dollars in the bank account. 
even though they have millions of dollars in their bank account. So we have access to spiritual millions and we want to apply the word of God uh, in the proper context, rightly divided, to be able to access those spiritual resources and conduct ourselves as representatives of God, as ambassadors of Christ. Amen. So I want to look at a peaceful heart versus a troubled heart. I'm going to do this in three parts. This will be part two. And then we'll finish with part three on the next uh, on the next episode of the Word Experience Podcast. <laughs> All right. Boy, I watched way too much TV growing up. All right. So I want to pick up where we left off in our last show. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, verse 20, uh, verses 28 through 29. Now we're contrasting a peaceful heart versus a troubled heart. We know a troubled heart is filled with fear, anxiety, stress, right? It allows the things around us to impact what's on the inside of us, impact our thinking, impact our emotions. But a peaceful heart works in the opposite uh, direction. The peaceful heart has peace. It does not allow the outside forces to get on the inside. Uh, I heard a wonderful story once. Um, a minister was talking about a boat on the water. And if the boat starts to leak, then what, what, it, what it was once floating on, it begins to sink into. Now, as long as there are no leaks in the boat, and no matter how heavy the boat is, if it's designed properly and there are no leaks, it can float on that water forever and a day. But as soon as that boat starts leaking, the thing that it was floating on, it begins to sink into. And so we don't want any leaks in our hearts because then the outside trouble that we're supposed to float over, we begin to sink, we begin to sink into. So we don't want to do that. So we want to use the Word of God to shore up our boats, to shore up our hearts, to plug any leaks uh, that we may have. All right. Um, I don't have this written down, but just talking about this, I'm reminding of a scripture in Proverbs that says, I believe it's Proverbs 4.21, says, guard your heart with all diligence, because out of your heart flows the issues of life. And so we must be careful to guard our hearts, the, uh, the entrance to our hearts being what we hear and what we see. Those those things, those things, what we hear and what we see get into our heart. And if it's light, if it's light, then it makes our heart light. But if it's dark, it makes our heart heavy. And so we want to, especially during this time, we want to really guard our hearts. Pay attention to how much news you're listening to. Pay attention to what you're reading. Pay attention to not clicking on to the clickbait. Because there's so much negative stuff out there that can pull us down and make us sink. All right. All right, that was that was uh that was from the Lord because nowhere near that was on my notes. <laughs> it's so from the Lord I can't even talk right. <laughs> All right, let's look at Matthew eleven verses twenty eight twenty nine. The New King James translation says, "Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart." And you will find rest for your souls. I titled this, this portion, Jesus is the source of rest and peace. How, how do I keep a peaceful heart? I go to the source who is Jesus, who is, who is inviting us into his life, inviting us into his presence, 
Come to me, all you are who are who labor and are heavy laden. If you labor in life and life is weighing you down, you are an excellent candidate for Jesus to accept Jesus' invitation to come to him. Now, I know we spiritualize this coming to the presence of the Lord, you know, rest in his bosom, take him by the hand. I know we use all of those things, but it's really, it's really about entering, allowing him to come into me and allowing me to go into him. What does that look like? You, you ever read a letter or email from somebody? I, I just had this happen to me uh, the other day. Um, I got an email from one of my mentors, and I was, I'm, I'm, I've got an assignment, a ministry assignment that I'm going to be doing in a couple of days. And I responded to the email just the way I talk. And she said, she responded to the email back. She said, I can see you saying these exact words. I can see you saying these exact words as if the letter brought her, her, her into my presence, right? When she read my words, her imagination kicked in and she could see because she's been around me so much. She could, she could see in her mind me uh, responding the way my words were. She could hear it almost in her own, in her own imagination, right? That's what happens when we get into the Word of God. It's like getting into the presence of God. And we know Jesus was the human embodiment of the presence of God. We know the Holy Spirit is the spiritual representation of the presence of God. And the Word of God and the Spirit of God and the, the, the physical representation of God all represents God's presence. So when we get into the Word of God, it's like coming to Jesus, he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. And when you come to me, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Now, the yoke was the instrument that was, was uh, it was a big wooden collar that went around the neck of the oxen or whatever animal they were using to plow the field. And they would connect the yokes together they would connect the oxen together via the yokes and those yokes now were kind of heavy because they were made of wood and they were sturdy right and the whoever was plowing would direct the oxen and the oxen would move in the same direction because they were yoked together right and so jesus says in verse 29 take my yoke up on you Connect yourself with me and let's go in the same direction. And he says, I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. So when you connect yourself to me and we move in the same direction, as I am gentle and lowly in heart, that gentleness and lowliness will transfer over to you and you will find rest for your soul. You ever been around somebody who's just a calming influence, right? And, and you get in their presence, man, and you just, whatever's going on, they just have the right words to say. They have the right temperament. I work with a guy like that. He just always knew how to calm down a situation. And usually that situation was my fired up behind in my old life, right? I was the hothead. And, and I'd get around him in a time of trouble or a time of 
of things that got me upset or angry at work. And he would always just be a calming influence. And hanging around him, I found rest for my soul in that work situation. Jesus is saying the same thing. Link up with me. Take my yoke upon you. Right? Collar up with me. And let's move in the same direction. I'm gentle. I'm lowly in heart. And when you link up with me, and let's just be real, when you link up with the word of God, to a point where you understand it and it's in proper context and it's rightly divided, you will find rest for your souls. There, there are many of these little books that are out where, you know, they have a category and you go to that category and there's a series of scriptures that you were well, depressed, the blessings of God, the peace of God, the love of God, right? And you go to that, that chapter or that category and you'll find all of those scriptures. That is like finding rest for your soul for that situation. Things are crazy. Everything's crazy. Go to the word and find rest for your soul. And I know many of you have done this. You buried yourself in the word and all of a sudden whatever was going on, it calmed the word that you took in calmed you right down. You know, uh, various biblical websites, Bible websites send out notifications and daily scriptures. And, and oftentimes, man, they hit people right where they live and it's rest for your soul. I, I get a couple of notifications in the morning. It's the first thing I read before I go to any notifications, before I go to social media, before I check my text messages, I go straight to that scripture. That's how I start my day, Right. So, so, so when we get into the word, when we link ourselves together with the word in proper context that we understand that's rightly divided, it brings rest to our souls, right? Um, I'm going to read, uh, yeah, I'm going to read the message translation very quickly. Well, uh, you know what? We, we hit that. We hit that on the last podcast and I'm feeling, I'm feeling the urge to, to move forward. So. Uh, I think we covered Matthew 11, 28, 29 really well. Praise God. All right. Our next scripture where we're talking about Jesus is the source of rest and peace. So that, that scripture talks about Jesus being the source of rest. These next scriptures are going to be about Jesus being the source of peace. All right. So we're going to go to John 14, verse 27. John 14, verse 27. So Jesus is the source of rest, the word, the source of rest. In John chapter 1, John equates God with his word, right? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then later, I think in verse 14, he says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among men, okay? So when we talk about Jesus, because he's in heaven now and sitting at the right hand of the Father, Right, So he's not in the earth realm anymore, but his word still is. So when we link up with the word of God, we can find rest for our souls. Amen. All right. John chapter 14, verse 27. John 14 and 27 says, and Jesus is speaking here. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. I'm going to say that part again. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Because the world can give it and then take it back. 
right? He says, I'm leaving it with you. I'm giving it to you. And you get to keep it, right? And then the end of verse 27, he says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. There it is again. The title of this this series, Be Not Troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. And I think I said this in the last podcast. We have the ability to not let our hearts be troubled. We can choose to let our hearts be troubled and we can choose to let not our hearts be troubled. Now, listen, I've had both. Just yesterday. I've got an issue in my life and it started creeping into my heart and my heart started to become troubled. And I said out loud, and I can do this because I live by myself. I said out loud, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not going to sink into that mindset. We're not doing that. That was me not letting my heart be troubled. Now, I could have let my heart be troubled. I could have fell in a state of depression. I could have curled up on my couch and cried like a baby. I've done it before, but I chose to not let my heart be troubled this time because I just, I know I'm not going to do it, especially when God has given me the ability to not. Now, in those times when we allow trouble to overcome our hearts, here's the good news. God will still be there to comfort us, to encourage us, to strengthen us, and to move us out of that troubled place. It is not a place where we have to stay in. It's just like if somebody fell in the mud. You don't have to stay in the mud. Get up. You fall into a puddle of water. You slip on some ice and you fall on the ground. Right? You don't don't stay there. You get up. So don't stay in a place of trouble. And don't condemn yourself if you are in a place of, of, of heart being troubled. Just get up. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart stay troubled. If it already is troubled, don't let it stay troubled. Deal with it. Shake it off. Lean into the word of God. Lean into the comfort of God. Lean into the love of God. Lean into the love of God. Crawl up in his arms and and let him wrap his arms around you. Metaphorically. Right? And don't be troubled. Because the peace of Jesus is available to bring peace to your heart. I've got a couple things right now. If I let it, they will trouble the mess out of me. If I let it. And oftentimes, you know, I talk to one of my best friends and and we're going through something. You know, we might be going through a similar thing together. And he's like, doesn't that bother you, man? And I got to be honest. I, it does if I let it. I'm not superhuman. I I I I I have supernatural access and re, super access to supernatural resources, and I do what I can to take advantage of them. So when stuff like that comes, I could let my heart be troubled, but I choose not to. Cause who wants to walk around with a troubled heart, man? That's that's no fun. Can't sleep. Can't deal with people. You know, testy, touchy all the time. Stomach hurting. Can't eat. Who, you know, that sounds great in a love song, but it ain't very cool to live that thing. It's not very cool to live that, uh, that uh, uh, with a troubled heart. It is not cool to live with a troubled heart. And I think for far too long, too many believers have been living with troubled hearts and allowing things to trouble our hearts. So 
You know, Jesus is talking. This is not me. This is Jesus. It's in the red in most Bibles, right? <laughs> let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The amplified version of that part of verse, verse 27 says, Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Watch this. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. I'm going to say that again. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Lord, stop me from being... No, you stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. Lord, just, just, just stop me from being fearful. No, don't permit yourself to be fearful and intimidated. You have authority over the way you think. You have authority over what you listen to. You have authority over what you watch. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. Now, I don't want to focus in on fussing at people. I just want to focus in on you have the ability to not be troubled. Because if you didn't, Jesus wouldn't say that you should. He wouldn't say, don't let your heart be troubled if you didn't have control over your heart being troubled. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated. I, I have a phrase that I use oftentimes because, you know, I, I work with some people that can allow me, if I allow them to, to make my heart be troubled. <laughs> And allow me to be, I and, and can get me agitated and can get me disturbed. I'm just being real, right? And so I have this phrase that I use. Uh, uh, we have these staff meetings from, from time to time. And I have this phrase that I use. I turn my brain off. And what do I mean? That part of me that engages in what's going on and wants to be a part of it and mix it up and da-da-da-da-da, what that does is it opens me up to that person and the way he deals with things, and it agitates me, and it irritates me. So, I disconnect, I turn that part of my brain off, and it doesn't mean I don't care what's going on in the meeting, and it doesn't mean I'm not listening, but that there's a certain part of me that I cannot allow to be engaged, because when I get engaged in that type of environment, in, you know, around those employees, my fellow co-workers, I get agitated. So this is how I don't allow myself to be agitated and disturbed and still participate in what's going on at work. All right. Now you got to find your way to do it. I call it turning my brain off. When I turn my brain off, whatever somebody is saying that could agitate me, it just bounces right off. Uh, my, my business partner says it's like the Star Trek. They had the shields go up. You just put your shields up. I put my shield up and it bounces right off. Right. Now, if I don't have my shields up or if I don't turn my brain off, I can get agitated. And it has happened. And I leave the meeting frustrated partially because of what happened and partially because I didn't do what I was supposed to do and not let myself be agitated and disturbed. Right. And so, you know, it's a human thing, but we have spiritual resources to help us overcome those human things. Sure, it's easy to be agitated. Sure, it's easy to be troubled. I just talked about it. Look, look around at where we are right now. You know, 
uh, while I'm recording this, it's days after the general election. And all the ballots in various states haven't been counted and people are tense and people are, you know, protesting and all kinds of things going on to make us be troubled. And still in the midst of this COVID-19 situation. And still in the midst of racial things that are going on in our country. There's a lot that will make me agitated and disturbed and fearful and intimidated if I let it. But the word of the Lord says, don't let it. Don't let it. Can it? Yes. But don't let it. And we do that by focusing in on this word. Right? The Passion Translation of John uh, 14 and 27 says, I leave the gift of peace with you. My peace. Not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. I think in Isaiah 26 and 3, God says, I will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me because they trust in me. And then one one translation of Isaiah 26 and 4 says, Trust in the Lord. For in Yah, you have a sure thing. In the Lord your God, you have a sure thing. Right? So when we keep our mind focused on the things of God, when we keep our mind focused on the Word of God, when we keep our mind focused on the promises of God, that has the ability to bring peace to us. The Jesus peace. The peace that does not leave. The perfect peace of God. It's available. But we have to take access, we have to grab it, we have to make that withdrawal by focusing on the Word of God. By tuning our hearts to the Holy Spirit. When He speaks, I got this. When He says, don't worry about this. When He says, take care of this, don't worry about that. That there is peace that comes. I've had many nights going to bed, man, just bothered by stuff. And the Holy Spirit comes along and goes, don't worry about that, I got you. I know it looks crazy. I got you. I know the way other people say you should handle it. Don't handle it that way. I'm going to take care of it, son. I got you. I'm with you. All right? So, and that brings me peace. There's no Nobody or nothing else could bring me peace like that unless that person allows God to speak through them, through them and what they say brings peace to me because it's a God thing working through them. That's why we got to have great people in our circle. That's why we got to have people in our circle that are going to build us up, that are going to encourage us, that are going to walk us through difficult times, right? Uh, uh, I think I think the scripture says a friend is made uh, for a time of adversity or something like that. We want to have those good people around us that when we fall, they pick us up, right? I think in uh, uh, Ecclesiastes, he says two is better than one because when one falls, the other one is there to pick them up. When one is cold, the other one is there to keep them warm. Right. And so we want to have the right kind of people in our circle to bring us peace. And we pick up the phone and we talk to them that when they talk to us, God speaks through them and brings us peace. Amen. All right. All right. So, John, let's move to John 16 and 33. And we're going to end with this scripture and um, we're going to cover some things about peace uh, next week. Do I want to do that? Yeah, 
I'm, I know, I'm just going to split these up in bite-sized pieces. I know oftentimes I'll do an hour, 50 minutes, 45 minutes, and, and um, you know, I'll get on a roll. But these, I, I, just, I just feel like I want to do a three-part thing here. All right. So we're going to go to John 16, verse 33. John 16 and 33. Right. John 16 and 33, verse 33 says, These things, again, this is Jesus speaking. He says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. Watch this. In the world you will have tribulation. Isn't that a true statement? But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That's the good news. You know, oftentimes people will come to me and say, man, I got good news. I got bad news. What do you want to hear first? I say, give me the bad news. Right? Most people want to hear the good news. I want to hear the bad news first. Why? Because after I hear the bad news, I know there's good news coming. Right? So Jesus brings the bad news first. In the world, you will have tribulation. And then he swings back with the good news. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Saying these things so that in me you may have peace. I'm saying these things to you so that in me you may have peace. The world's going to be crazy. But I got this. I've overcome the world. Right? That was the Cliff translation. The world is crazy. But I got this. There's nothing so crazy that I haven't overcome. I've spoken these things to you so you can be prepared for what's coming, so you can understand where you're living, you can understand the world around you. And because I'm telling you these things, you're going to have peace. When I tell you I got this, no matter how crazy it is, I got this. You know, in church, and, and I kind of alluded to it in the prayer today, we talk about, and the word talks about magnifying the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together, right? Those two words, magnify and exalt, imply we're going to make God bigger and higher than anything that we deal with. It's not just some spiritual churchy phrase we use. Magnify the Lord with me. Like a magnifying glass, make God bigger than anything else in your life. Magnify You magnify the Lord with me. God is already bigger than everything. Right? But it is our perception. When we compare God to our circumstances, sometimes because our circumstances are right in our face and God is invisible, though he is present, our circumstances sometimes seem larger than our God. But when we magnify the Lord, we on purpose think about God. We think about the goodness of God. We think about the promises of God. We think about the love God has for us. And now God becomes bigger than our situation. We magnify the Lord. And when we exalt him, we make him higher. I, I think the Hebrew calls him one, one of the attributes of God is El Elyon, the most high God. And we recognize him as the most high God who we magnify and make bigger and higher than our circumstances. And when we do that, peace comes. Peace comes. Because God is bigger than this. This did not take God by surprise. Let me chill. Let me relax. 
God, I don't know what's going on. This stuff is frustrating to me, but I, I trust you. I know you got it. See, I'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me because they trust me. They trust me. So they put their mind on me and not on their circumstances. And in putting their mind on me, peace comes to their hearts. Right? Right? All of all of the promises of God. One of my favorite scriptures is, uh, uh, in all thy ways, it's in Proverbs chapter 3, I believe. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And many times in my life, I didn't know which way to go. I didn't know what, what to do in large, medium, and small things, and he always directs my path. I'm recording this podcast right now because he directed my path to do it. Well, it's night when I'm, I'm doing it now. Tonight, I need you to do it tonight, son. I need you to lay the one down tonight. Okay, I can do that. He's directing my path. That brings me peace, and it doesn't allow me to be troubled. Right? In this situation I'm dealing with with, a, with another person, he's directing my path, and it brings me peace. It's a, it's, a, it's a unique path, but I trust him, and I know he's going to get me to his desired end for my life, which is my desired end, right? All right, so let's look at John 16 and 33 in the Amplified Translation. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. Boy, yeah. <laughs> this was written thousands of years ago, and it's still applicable today. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. Pick a category, any category, any day of the week, we, we have to deal with tribulation or trials or distress or frustration, sometimes a combination, sometimes all of them all at the same time, especially if you're married and you have children or you have grandchildren or you have, you know, two jobs or, or you're dealing with homeschooling your children or you're dealing with, you're dealing with, you're dealing with. Tribulation, trials, distress, frustration. And right behind that, right, that was the bad news. But here comes the good news. But be of good cheer. How in the world can you say be of good cheer after you've told me there's tribulations, trials, distress, and frustration? Here's the reason. For I have overcome the world. He says, I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. I have deprived tribulation, trials, distress, and frustration. I have deprived it of power to harm you. And have conquered it for you. But you say, yeah, but I'm dealing with it and it's stressing me out. Well, we go right back to what he said in Matthew 11. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you, for I am gentle and meek of heart, and I will give you rest for your souls. Because I'm deprived of the power to harm you. But you got to come to me. If you don't come to me and you try to deal with all of this stuff on your own, you're going to give in to the tribulations, trials, distress, and frustration, and you're going to be troubled and afraid and stressed out and anxious. But if you come to me because I have deprived the world of its ability to harm you, I'm going to protect you. 
there's a man of God I watch on a regular basis, and he comes on every morning, and he gives about a 28, 30-minute uh, message to everyone. And in the middle of that, he, he says, let's get Psalms 91 equipped. And, and, and we make confessions based on Psalms 91. And, and part of it is the protection that God has for his people. But the first thing about Psalms 91 is we make God our hiding place. We dwell in the secret place of the Most High. We abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And because I do that, I will say God is my refuge and my strength, my protection, my rock. Because we've made him that place for us. And when we do that, we become safe from the tribulation and the trials and the distress and the frustration. I'm sitting here earlier today, man. The holidays are coming up, right? And my brothers and I were trying to figure out if we're going to go back to our hometown to be with our parents. I haven't seen my parents since this COVID thing. I miss my folks. My brothers and I, man, we get together on a regular basis and we live in different parts of the country and God has blessed us to be able to travel more now and be with one another more as we've gotten older. I may not get a chance to see my parents. I may not get a chance to hang with my brothers. If I allow it to, it will, it will bring me distress and frustration. But I trust God. I trust God. And in that, I have peace. In that, I have peace. So whatever comes, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever comes, right? Whether I get to be with my family or not, I'm going to be okay because I have peace and confidence in the God who I serve and in, who, in the Jesus and who I rest in, who I'm yoked up with, whose, whose, whose burdens are light, whose yoke is easy. And linked up to him, I find rest for my soul. I'm going to read this again in the Amplify, and we'll call it a day. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. And when we understand these things, fam, it makes it easier for us to be not troubled. All right? All right? I felt like I, felt like I was ready to close right about then, like, like the old preacher. I'm about ready to close. I'm going to close. <laughs> There'll be no hooping and tuning on this podcast. <laughs> Much respect to those that do. All right. So that's it, fam. Uh, uh, a troubled heart versus a peaceful heart. A troubled heart versus a peaceful heart. Which heart will you possess? God has given us the ability to have a peaceful heart in the midst of trouble. We have to choose to take advantage of what he has given us. His word, his love, his spirit, his guidance, his comfort, his strength, his encouragement. We take advantage of those things We'll walk in peace in crazy times and we'll be able to give peace to others. We can be a calming influence in a time of craziness. How about that? This is coming from a dude who can be a calming influence, but used to be the hothead who needed to be calmed down. 
And now because I have come to Jesus, I come unto him, it enables me to not only operate in peace, but also give his peace to others and be a calming influence and, and as instead of, as the phrase goes, pouring gasoline on the fire. I, 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 told, a, I told a student one time he was dealing with a lot of you know, things and he was not handling them well. And I told him, I said, there's a fire burning right now. I said, you can be gasoline on the fire or you can be baking soda on the fire to either make the fire bigger or put the fire out. You choose. You want to be gasoline or you want to be baking soda. All right. You want to be have a peaceful heart or you want to have a troubled heart. You choose. And if you choose to have a peaceful heart, as most people will, it, it comes out of leaning into this word and yoking up with Jesus and trusting God to get you through this. Because Jesus says, be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And that is it for today. <laughs> Thank you guys once again for checking me out, listening to me. We're going to come back with part three of Be Not Troubled uh, at our next podcast. Uh, until then, enjoy this podcast. Share it on your social media platforms. Let people know about it. Listen to it in groups. You know, social distancing, of course. <laughs> and enjoy and be blessed by this. I love you guys so much. I appreciate you so much. I'm out. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. I'll see you when I see you. God bless. Peace. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that what you heard will start you on a journey of change and transformation. If you'd like to communicate with Cliff with a question or a comment, you can do so via email at clifftalk 63 at gmail.com. That's clifftalks, the number 63, at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time on The Word Experience.